1: With big potential consequences, Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com, to start living yours. Let's get into it. This is Holly Fry from
2: Stuff You Missed in History Class.
1: Let's go places. Hey, Jorge. What image do you get in your mind if I say the phrase Mysteries of the Universe?
2: Hmm. I think I think of,
1: you know, black holes and what's inside of them and what
2: happened at the beginning of time and where is the universe going to go?
1: Those are all wonderful mysteries and I'd love to dig into them, but What if I told you you don't have to go so far away to find mysteries? Mm, You mean like, why is a
2: cartoonist hosting a
1: podcast about science? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly the point. It turns out that there are deep, unanswered physics questions all around us. You don't have to travel to the edge of the galaxy to find something we don't understand.
2: Yeah, I've heard about this, that in the objects we use every day, there might be things that even physicists don't know how it works.
1: Yeah, it turns out physicists don't know what we're talking about all the time. Wait, you don't know what you're talking about or you know what you're talking about, but you don't understand it? (laughs) No, that's the exact job of physics is to look around us and say, do we really know how this works? Can we actually understand it? And sometimes we think there's a simple explanation, but we sit down to work it out. and It turns out it's much more complicated than we thought. Yeah. Turns out
2: there are big mysteries, even in the things that a lot of us ride to work every day. That's right. Hi, I'm Jorge. And I'm Daniel. Welcome to our podcast, Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe, a production of iHeartRadio,
1: in which we look around for weird things in the universe that don't make sense and try to explain them to you. Sometimes we look far, sometimes we look pretty close to home. That's right. Today on
2: the episode, we're going to try something a little bit different.
1: So usually we talk about the big
2: things out there in the universe, all the big fundamental questions about what the universe is made out of and where is it going and what happens inside of of, of crazy things like black holes. But today we're going to try something a little different.
1: That's right. Some of those are big, sexy questions that affect the human condition and the context of your life. But we think sometimes there are mysteries of physics right here in front of us that can give us deep insights into the way things work and how we live our lives. So this might be the first of a series of episodes in which we
2: tackle a question that's kind of close to us or in maybe hidden in
1: everyday objects. That's right. So look around you. Think about whether you understand the way the world works around you. Why doesn't your house fall down? How do the lightning rods work? All these things that are happening around you, do you really know how they work? Do physicists even know how they work?
2: So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about...
1: Why don't bicycles fall over? No, the bicycle has been around for a long time. People have been putting their butts on those funny seats and pedaling around for decades and decades and decades. But the physics of a bicycle is fascinating. If you just hold a bicycle and let go, it's going to fall over, right? But if you push your bicycle so that it's going fast, it doesn't fall over. It can ride
2: by itself. It's kind of a ridiculous situation if you think about it. Like, who thought to take two
1: wheels and... Right around in, in, in them. That's right. It seems like it wouldn't balance, right? It seems much more natural to have three wheels or four wheels, right? Maybe somebody was just short of wheels. And they were like, dang it. I ordered three wheels on the internet and only two arrived. I guess I'm going to have to invent something. <laughs> they couldn't afford the... a third a third wheel. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, they only had the raw materials enough for two wheels or something. Here we're like inventing a new myth of the genesis of the bicycle, right? Yeah. Well, it, it seems implausible because it's hard to balance,
2: right? You need at least... You know, like a chair needs at least three legs to stand on. It's kind of weird to think that someone would think of a vehicle that only rides on two wheels.
1: Yeah, that's right. Not many people invent chairs with just two legs, right, for that same reason. That would be pretty odd. Um, yeah, there's, so there's two wheel, all these two-wheel contraptions. We have motorcycles, we have bicycles. It is amazing. It's not something that I would have considered inventing, but it works. You see yeah. bikes everywhere, and you go to Europe and, and India and China, and there's all over the world, there's thousands and millions and millions of bicycles being used every day. But the right. physics of it is still a bit of a mystery.
2: Yeah, how do bicycles stay up? Apparently, physicists don't really have a good answer,
1: right? Yeah, that's right um it's it's fascinating but uh, you know do this experiment in your head you remember riding a bike probably and it, the faster you go the more stable the bike seems and at some point you could even lean back and take your hands off the handlebars mm-hmm. and that seems like a ridiculous thing to do you're going 20 miles an hour and if the if the handlebars flipped over you would fly over the 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 front of the bike and hurt yourself but miraculously almost It seems pretty stable. And I remember discovering this as a kid, that you could ride your bike without holding onto the handlebars because at high speeds, it's so stable. Yeah, wearing a helmet though, right? We, we should p- Wearing a out. helmet and yeah, that's only, right. you know, off the street, of course, never ride with, without uh, holding the handlebars on the street because yeah. you could cause an accident. Or, or in the but highway. It's sort right? of amazing. Or on the highway. <laughs> that's right. Actually, my dad used to commute to work on a bicycle and we lived up in the mountains in New Mexico. And so it could get pretty snowy. And I remember that he would put um, nails and studs in his wheels on purpose. What? Like sticking out so that he could grip the ice. Yeah, he was a pretty hardcore commute to work. He was like, I'm going oh to commute to work no matter what the weather is. Sounds like a Mad Max modification there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I asked him once if it was good for the ice, and he said, actually, it's pretty good for pedestrians, too.
2: <laughs> it's good to, for clearing the road on pedestrians. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so we understand that. But we don't understand why bikes stand up.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a mystery. You ride it, and uh, I mean, you do. You're doing a lot of the balancing with your the handlebars, right? But a lot of the balancing and staying up is kind of done for you when you're riding a bicycle. Yeah,
1: that's right. A lot of it's done for you. And I think there's also a fascinating area there where your brain has like incorporated the mechanics of a bicycle into your into itself. Right. It's like learning Mm. how to ride a bike is basically learning how to map where you want the bike to go to how to how to move your hands and and shift your weight, et cetera, to ride the bike. Right. Right. It's amazing seeing seeing a kid learn to do that. It's a really complicated thing. Like imagine a robot learning to ride a bicycle. That's a really hard task. That's something that robots still can't do.
2: Because it's very counterintuitive, right, to ride a bicycle. Yeah, that's right. uh, I mean, uh, like if you're starting to lean to the right, then you actually have to teach your body to turn
1: the wheel towards the right to balance out. Yeah, exactly. And you have to lean just the right way. And sometimes you have to lean left to turn Right. It can get pretty complicated. Um, It's sort of in its most extreme form in those crazy motorcycle races. You see those guys whizzing around turns at like 100-something miles an hour, and their bikes are leaning so far over that their knees almost scrape the ground.
2: Right. But um, basically, if you're at home and maybe you don't have a lot of experience with bicycles, um, try this experiment at home. Uh, Borrow a bicycle, or if you have one, take it out. And then hold it out uh, either on the street or on the sidewalk or maybe ideally kind of uh, in a little bit of a downhill and then just give it a big push forward and you'll see that the bike keeps going straight. It doesn't
1: immediately fall over. Exactly. And so that's the topic we want to address today. Why does the bike stay up? And so before we dug into it, I thought, well, let's find out what people think. Let's see what people think the answer might be. Yeah. So you went to your
2: local mecca of bicycles, right? A college campus. <laughs> That's right. That's
1: right. And uh, asked people on the street, actually, today's a sort of a special edition because mm. this quarter at UC Irvine, I'm teaching freshman me- uh, physics, which is mechanics. And the week before uh, we did these interviews, I just taught about rotation, angular momentum. And so my students were primed for this topic. And so I asked students in my freshman physics class, this question. So the interviews you'll hear are with students in my class. Cool. So think for a moment. And uh, if you think you know the
2: answer, why a bicycle stays upright. So think about it for a second and then listen to these answers. Here's what they had to say.
1: Why does a bicycle balance? Oh, you have to get the motion going. You got to get, you know, centrifugal forces. You got to get your balance. (laughs) Are you a physics professor?
0: (laughs) And Definitely not. Okay.
1: (laughs)
2: Would it be because since there's two wheels, like the force in one goes to the other, that's why like it still keeps going forward, something like that?
1: No. No. <laughs>
2: okay. Thanks. Uh, because uh, there's a torque from the, the tire, and um, when it rotate, uh, the torque support the, the rotation, uh, so it won't fall. Okay.
1: Because it's is it because it's moving mm-hmm. by chance? Because like alone,
2: like standing up, it wouldn't it wouldn't like stand up by itself. So, I'm not sure
1: actually. Okay, great. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm thinking it has something to do with maybe centripetal forces. uh, The fact that there's constantly like pushing in or like towards the center of the bicycle wheels. So as opposed to where it's not rotating, it's kind of unstable because it doesn't have any like other points of contact.
0: I think that this has to do with either the angular momentum or rotational inertia. The bike. So if something is rotating like a gyroscope because of its angular momentum, it will continue to rotate more easily rather than starting or stopping it from rotating. Great. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Moving, is it easier to
1: Jesus Christ. It's not because of Jesus Christ. <laughs> um
2: I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Alright, so were you impressed with your students
1: or not impressed? <laughs> Um, I think the scores on the final tell you how impressed <laughs> I should be with these students. Um, yeah, they seem pretty perplexed. Like, they could not really apply the concepts of rotation and angular momentum to this topic.
2: Um, mm, I like how they, yeah. um, one of them even got religious. They just went like, Jesus Christ, what?
1: <laughs> I don't even know. know. Um, it's tricky. Yeah, it turns out it to be tricky. Um, but a few folks... You know, repeated what I think a lot of people imagine is the answer, which is angular momentum. Yeah, a lot of people think, oh, it's some gyroscope effect, some conservation of angular momentum. Yeah, maybe they haven't worked through the details in their mind, but that's sort of the most common answer.
2: Yeah, I imagine a lot of people listen to to this podcast. You know, you've probably um, read a few science books, maybe, or are into science, and you probably think you know the answer. And I imagine most people think it has something to do with angular momentum. And so before you click off, because you think you know the answer, you should know that the answer is not
1: angular momentum. <laughs> you just gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't want it to click away. <laughs> that's right. Keep listening. Trust us, there's more to it than just angular momentum.
2: It, I mean, it's not even close. It's, it's not like the dominating factor in why bicycles stay upright.
1: Yeah, that's right. But uh, let's dig into it a little bit. Let's talk about what angular momentum is, how it contributes to a bike staying upright, and then what else is going on. But first, a quick break. Physicists are famously sticklers for detail, and when it comes to the fine print contracts and hidden fees from wireless providers, I've learned that there's always a catch somewhere. So when I heard that the Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan, I thought, where's the catch? But now I'm convinced, There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online, so they cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass all those savings directly to you. So you can say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, draw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. All of Mint Mobile's plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just $15, Bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com universe. That's mintmobile.com universe. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com universe. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. How do you feel about eating plastic? You went to a restaurant and saw plastic on the menu, would you order it? Well, turns out that we're all eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic every week. Yep, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. Yuck. Well, what can we do about it? Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. It's not complicated. Refillable cleaning products without sacrificing on design. Their products have a beautiful, cohesive style that looks great. On your counter, my family got the sampler pack, and it already smelled great when we opened the box. Everything works super well. Stuff gets really clean, and it's all super easy to use. So it's no extra hassle in our lives, and we feel great knowing we're generating less plastic waste. Blueland has a special offer for listeners right now: get 15 off your first order by going to blueland.com/universe. You won't want to miss this: blueland.com/universe for 15 off. That's blueland.com/universe to get 15 off.
2: What exactly is angular momentum?
1: Yeah, so let's do it one step at a time. Let's just make sure we have clear in our heads what momentum is, and then we'll extrapolate from that to angular momentum. Okay, right? So, momentum is just you know the property of some object to keep going when you've pushed it, or to you know not go when you haven't pushed it. It's you know essentially it's the same as inertia, right?
2: Mm. Like if you if you got something going, it, it doesn't let's keep it going. It, it wants to keep
1: going. Yeah, exactly. So we say momentum is conserved. That just means if something is moving, right, it has a certain amount of momentum, that momentum is not going to change unless you apply a force to it, right? And that's Mm -hmm. really what forces are. Forces are changes in momentum. And so momentum is just this property of something, if it's moving, it likes to stay moving. And it comes, it's connected to inertia. It comes from the inertia. The mathematical expression for momentum is mass, which is inertia, times velocity, Right so something with more mass has more inertia and therefore more momentum for the same velocity. And that's a weird thing about the universe right like I
2: was talking to a pretty um High level physicists, and they were saying that they, we don't really know
1: kind of what inertia.
2: Hold on, is. hold on.
1: You talk to other high level physicists. <laughs> oh, I'm finding out about this on the podcast. God. What? I've this been physics
2: cheating my... on you, Daniel. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'm putting on my to do list. Find other cartoonists to talk to. <laughs> t-
2: t- technically, it happened while we were while we were on a break, Daniel. So um, it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Flaunt your relationship with other physicists. Go ahead. Go ahead. Doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Go ahead. No, it, it happened before we we signed a contract together,
2: um, <laughs> uh, but no, no. This was uh, this was Alam Gross. He he's
1: he's like the head one of the head physicists at CERN, right? Uh, he is a prominent member of the Atlas collaboration and uh, a serious Higgs physicist. Yeah, so he's thought a lot yeah. about mass. That's probably yeah, where you're going. Yeah,
2: he said physicists don't really know what inertia is. Like, why do things keep
1: going the way uh, if you don't apply force to them? Yeah, you're right. It's an observation, right? We call these things laws sometimes as if we like know why they happen or why the universe works this way. But a lot of times it's just observation. We'd like, well, we noticed this and we'd be able to describe it mathematically and write it down. That doesn't mean we know why, right? It doesn't mean we couldn't imagine a universe that was different. So we don't know why things have inertia, right? Mm-hmm. We, we have the Higgs boson, which tells us how things get mass. And that tells us where mass comes from, but we don't know why mass means inertia, right? We don't know how that all works. Yeah, or like why if
2: you have more mass, it's harder to stop and or to get going. Yeah, exactly.
1: Deep mystery of the universe. Such a basic question. We don't even know how to test it or grapple with it, right? It's just one of those things we just sort of accept and move on. And maybe someday somebody's going to figure it out probably by like poking some other mystery. Maybe even by trying to solve the mystery of an everyday object that's around us. Yeah. Like the bicycle. Yeah, that's why it's important to never let go of mysteries, right? Even things that seem mundane, right? Blenders and bicycles and whatever, they can hide secrets to the universe. I mean, the unicycle, that's old
2: news. But the bicycle is where the the frontier of science is (laughs) at, right? (laughs) That's right.
1: All right, so that's momentum, right? People are pretty familiar with momentum. Well, there's another kind of momentum, right? Things like to keep moving forward if you push them. Things also like to keep spinning, right? And that's what we call angular momentum. Mm -hmm. And this is one of my favorite tricks in physics. It's like, let's be lazy. Let's not describe something new with a whole new concept. Let's just extrapolate from something else we already know. So we have this concept of linear momentum. Let's just use the same kind of stuff, the same ideas to describe spinning. Right, and I think it,
2: it was something that I w- always find interesting is that angular momentum is kind of just linear momentum, but if you apply it to things that are kind of connected to each other, right? Like a wheel is really just a bunch of atoms stuck together.
1: A wheel is a bunch of atoms stuck together. Yes, I can confirm <laughs> that here on the show. Hold oh, on, wait, good. I'm getting an update. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's true. Okay, yes. good. The experiment to check, check yes. out? Okay, good.
2: <laughs> but what I mean is like a, the angular momentum of a wheel is really just a linear momentum of all the particles inside of it, but because they're connected together, they, it sort of becomes, uh, becomes almost something
1: else. Yeah, that's right. You have all these objects. You can think of a wheel as just a bunch of atoms. But if the atoms weren't connected to each other when you spun it, then it wouldn't hold together, right? And so it's the bonds between the atoms that hold them together. You think of like, you know, the moon going around the earth, right? Why does it move in a circle? It moves in a circle because there's a force, that force is gravity that keeps it from just flying off into space. Mm-hmm. So in the case of the wheel, why do the bits of the wheel stay together and not just fly off? It's because the atoms are holding them together. So yeah, right. there's forces there moving it in a circle. But like all things, you can you can describe it in different levels, right? You can describe it as a single wheel. You can describe it as 110 billion particles, right? Uh, the right. physics should work in every case. It's just uh, sometimes the math is really hairy and sometimes the math is really simple. And so the end result is that it behaves
2: as if the spinning was like linear momentum, right? Yeah. So if you spin it, it's going to keep spinning in space for forever, unless you slow it down or, and apply
1: some force or torque to it. That's right. Angular momentum is also conserved, right? So if something is spinning, it's going to keep spinning until you apply the rotational version of force, which we call torque right and so that's why for example the um, moon doesn't fall into the earth right because it has too much angular momentum right that's why the solar system hasn't collapsed into a black hole because the spinning keeps it from falling in right and so um, there's lots of consequences of angular momentum and the conservation of angular momentum so it's definitely a thing it plays a big role in the shape and structure of our of the universe and our everyday lives right so angular momentum is definitely a thing and it seems relevant to the bicycle because the bicycle has big Big spinning things on it, right?
2: Right, and angular momentum is also kind of different. It's not just that it's hard to speed up or slow down when something's spinning in space, but it's kind of hard to change the orientation of it, right? When once something is spinning, like a wheel out in space, it's kind of hard. It likes to be. It likes to not just keep spinning, but it likes to keep spinning in that direction.
1: That's right. Angular momentum is defined along a spin axis, right? Yeah, And uh, just like if you push something in a certain direction, it likes to go not just in any direction, but in that direction. If you spin something, then it likes to keep spinning around the same axis of rotation that it started.
2: Yeah, like around the same line that
1: goes through the the hub of the wheel. Yeah, exactly. And so if you have it spinning one way and you want it to spin the other way, right, that takes a lot of torque. Or if you have it spinning in one direction and you want it spinning around an axis that's like rotated by 90 degrees, that also takes a lot of torque. Right. So yeah, it's not just that it spins, you're right, it likes to spin in the same direction.
2: And so that's why people assume that's the reason bikes tape upwards is
1: that up upwards? Up right. right. Upright. Upright. (laughs) Upright, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you imagine that this has an application of the bicycle, that the wheels are spinning, and so Mm -hmm. the wheels have angular momentum. And Mm -hmm. that momentum is around the axis, right the hub around which the wheels are spinning. And so if um if the bike just goes in the same direction then it's going to resist falling over because it has some angular momentum around that axis and for that for the wheels to spin in another direction would require some sort of torque and it's kind of like if you just take one wheel and you
2: roll it down the hill or roll it down the street it's going to mostly stay upright you know kind of like a coin when you coin toss a coin or roll a coin on a table it just kind of likes to keep rolling and stay upright
1: yeah, and you can see this effect in lots of other things in your life. Like if you ever if you ever have like a spinning top, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can spin a, a top and it'll stay upright, and it can even like do crazy things, like you know, move. You, you can balance it on the tip of your finger, right? Um, stuff like that. You could never balance a a top that wasn't spinning on your finger unless you're some sort of magician or juggler. But if it's spinning, then it's really pretty easy to keep it on, on your finger, and that's because it resists changing its direction because the angular momentum is going in a certain direction already, right? So right. the same thing, same effect is in play for the bicycle. And if you are a few too, too many levels
2: into your inception dream, then this, this, the top would just keep spinning forever, right? That's right. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and so what happens on a bicycle? Well, on a bicycle, for example, if your bicycle starts to fall over, right, mm-hmm. then w- the gyroscope effect is essentially going to turn the wheel it's going to turn the wheel a little bit in the direction that the bike is falling, and that'll keep the bike stable. So it's not like the gyroscope effect keeps the bike from leaning over. It's more that it it turns the wheel in such a way that if the bike does start to lean over, it uh, corrects itself right right it, if you if it falls over to the right, then the forces work out just the right way so that the the bike the bike um turn the wheel turns to the right and then the bike stays upright
2: well, I mean that's what happens when you're and the angular momentum thing is what happens when you just toss one wheel down the street, right? The mm-hmm. angular momentum is keeping that one wheel upward. But mm-hmm. you're saying that when I put two of them together on a bicycle, that's not the main thing that's
1: keeping the bicycle up, up, upright. Right. Well, I'm saying that the, the gyroscope effect, this angle momentum, does have a role in keeping the bike upright, like you said, for a single wheel. But um, turns out they did some studies and it's not enough, right? The effect is there, it's real, but it's not enough to keep a bicycle upright. And that kind of makes sense. I mean, the wheel is not very heavy on a bicycle and right. it doesn't go that fast. So there's not a huge amount of momentum there. Oh, I so, see. Like if, you, like if you just take a bicycle and you lock the
2: steering wheel meaning you can't steer it, and, mm-hmm. or, or like if you just connect two wheels with a bar and toss it down the street, it would keep going, but it wouldn't keep going upright as far as a bicycle would, right? That's right, exactly.
1: The front wheel has to be free to make these corrections, right? So that the gyroscope effect and the other effects we'll talk about in a minute can, correct the, can, can turn the wheel to correct for any leaning, That's the key to staying upright, that if you start to lean, you want to turn the wheel. Like imagine you're riding a bike and you start to fall over to the left. What are you going to do? Well, if you turn the wheel a little bit to the left, then you're sort of going to ride into it and you'll stabilize. Right. If you turn the wheel to the right, then you're just going to fall Mm. over. So the key to to staying upright on a bicycle is that the front wheel turns in the direction that you're falling.
2: Okay. So that's, um, hold on. I think I just fell off my bike. (laughs) <laughs> your your me. mental bike? <laughs> I hope you're wearing a helmet. <laughs> I was wearing a mental helmet. Uh, well, let's, let's, get, <laughs> exactly. let's really dig into it because I'm a bit confused. But uh, we'll get into it. But first, let's take a quick break.
0: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024. So get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: Okay, so uh, Daniel, we know that uh, we're trying to figure out why bicycles stay upright. And we know that uh, angular momentum has something to do with it. But it's not, um, you're telling me, it's not the main factor why
1: bicycles stay upright. Yeah, that's right. And they did this really cool experiment to discover that. They said, can we build a bicycle that doesn't have angular momentum? And you might Mm. think, well, that's impossible because the bike has a spinning wheel, and that's definitely going to have angular momentum. So what they did was they built a bike with two more wheels, right? (laughs) And these wheels spin the other way. Okay, it's a crazy-looking bicycle. Uh But, you know, if you attach, if you put two wheels together, and one spins clockwise, then the other one's going to spin counterclockwise, right? Because of the way they rub. And so... If you just attach um, two more wheels that touch the original wheels, then they're going to spin the opposite way, which gives the opposite angular momentum and the opposite gyroscope effect. So you basically have a bicycle with no No, um, gyroscope effect.
2: No angular momentum or like zero angular momentum. And so you would think that it would just uh, fall over, right? Because kind of like a a bicycle, if you don't push it or anything and just take your hands off it, it's going to fall over because it doesn't have any angular momentum or it's not going.
1: That's right, but the universe came up with a surprise for us, right? Which is why we do experiments. This is why we don't just sit in a cave somewhere like the Greeks and think about the universe. We go out and test these ideas because the universe is full of surprises. And it turns out that that bike balances almost as well as a normal bicycle, mm. which is like mind blowing. And for decades, people thought, "Oh, it's angular momentum. It's angular momentum." Until somebody finally went out there and did the experiment and checked and and you know another experiment you can do is you can shrink the wheels right if the wheels are really really small like the size of skateboard wheels or something or rollerblade wheels mm-hmm. then they're going to have much less angular momentum and those bikes are also pretty well balanced they still so stay up huh they still stay up so this sort of like blew up The the whole concept. People had assumed for a long time that it was angular momentum, it's gyroscope, yeah, 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 that makes sense. But nobody really tried it for a while. And so then people went out and did the experiments, and it turns out, nope, that's not the answer. Were there actual like physics conferences around this topic? Yeah, somebody got a paper in science about this. Really? I mean, this wow. is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, talk about like low-hanging fruit, right? I mean, it's not that hard <laughs> to build this bicycle. Um, you know, you struggled in grad school for years and years. Did you get a science paper? I didn't. I had to work on a $10 billion collider. I still didn't get a science paper. You can make a funky bicycle, you know, oh. with 100 bucks and get enough information for a science paper. That's pretty oh. good. So somebody made a bicycle with no angular momentum and it still stay. Upright. Yeah, it's still good balance. You could push it by itself, and it would it would have all those same behaviors. It could balance by itself. Yeah. Okay. So the secret is something
2: else about a bicycle, and you were telling me a little bit earlier that the secret is the
1: that one of the wheels can move. The secret is definitely you have to have the front wheel being able to move. But okay. and, and and um, there's lots of reasons why that's important, and one of them is the the angle of the forks, right? So mm. the uh, the forks are the thing on the, the the hold the front wheel in place, right? Connected to the uh-huh. handlebars, it's how you steer. And on most bikes, the angle of the forks is forwards, right? So the the wheel sits a little bit in front of the handlebars, yeah. It, it's it's kind of curved forward, right? It's not like yeah, a straight exactly.
2: um fork down, it's kind of mm-hmm. angled and it's it, it
1: kind of curves up. Yeah, and I always wondered why that was. And I always thought, oh, that's just like, it looks cool or I don't know. It's sort of a nice design or whatever. fancy, turns out, like, <laughs> just like, you know, like a whimsy, like a little whim, whimsical touch. <laughs> yeah. But no, it turns out that's actually an ancient um, part of the design. Like if you look back at pictures of old bicycles, even really old bicycles have that sort of slant. And mm. um, the reason is that that also helps the bike stay upright you know mm. the um, what it means is that the axis that you're steering on right this the fork the direction is mm-hmm. in front of it hits the ground a, l- a line along that axis hits the ground in front of where the bike is actually touching the ground mm. right the bike touches the ground on the bottom of the front wheel right but the steering axis hits the ground ahead of that and so what that means is that it's sort of following it it's not perfectly aligned these two things yeah yeah, and so what that means is that it's one is sort of following the other. It's sort of like you know those wheels on a grocery cart, <clears throat> those things that are like impossible to turn around, and you kind of go backwards <laughs> to pain, right? I always get the chopping cart with
2: the broken caster wheel. You know that goes like. A <laughs> you
1: probably are the one who breaks them right and you just return them to store and don't say anything right exactly um no you know those wheels they do this funny thing where if you push forwards then they follow the direction of motion right because they're sort of behind the 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 steering axis right They, they go backwards they always align in the direction where you're pushing yes exactly Right, which is why it's so hard to turn them around because they're aligned in some other direction. Well, it's a similar effect for the bicycle, right? What that means is that if the bicycle starts to lean to the left, for example, Mm
2: -hmm. then
1: because of this angle, gravity and the force from the ground is going to turn the wheel in such a way that the wheel turns in the direction that you're falling, which again helps the bike right itself. And so because this angle axis is tilted, then you get that same effect.
2: Okay, so wait, you're saying, okay, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm riding my bicycle, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going down the sidewalk, and suddenly I start to lean a little bit to the left. So I'm falling, mm-hmm. falling, falling, and you're saying there's a, because of this axis caster effect, then my wheel automatically, without me having to steer it, is going to turn
1: to the left. Turn to the left, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you know how if you pick up a bicycle, right, the front, uh, the front, the handlebars always turn, Right? They never stay balanced. If you pick up a bicycle, it's always like the front wheel is spinning in some crazy direction. That's because this caster effect and also because the center of mass of the handlebars and the wheel is are not quite on top of each other. And that's another effect that contributes to the wheel turning in the direction that you're falling. So okay, you have, and, that, and
2: that helps me stay upright, right? Because if I'm leaning left, my front wheel turns left because of these effects. And then now that's actually going to help me pick myself back
1: up. That's right, exactly. And so these are all small effects that help a bike stay upright. Mm. And the cool thing is that you can build all sorts of crazy bicycles. And they've done this as like whole bicycle research teams now. And they've built bicycles that have no angular momentum, like we talked about. They also built bicycles that have no angular momentum and don't have this caster wheel effect, right? They angle the fork in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this video, they can still get the bicycle to balance by itself, even without the caster wheel and without angular momentum.
2: Meaning you, you point the, st- the fork down,
1: like perfectly down, that still works. Or, or even backwards, right? The negative effect. You can even have the fork sort of pointing in the wrong direction, and a bike will still balance. So a bike with no angular momentum and the negative caster effect will still keep itself upright. But how does it stay upright if we if you cancel out this self-steering effect? Nobody knows. That's <laughs> the awesome serious? part. I'm serious. Like
2: Nobody these knows?
1: Turns out these equations are complicated, right? Like figuring out how a bike balances is not a simple like, oh, do-do-do, it's angle momentum, we're done. These are complicated effects because there's lots of forces involved, lots of ways it can pivot. And wow. so it's still a mystery, you know? Um, there's... There, It definitely is influenced by angular momentum. It's definitely influenced by this caster effect. It's definitely influenced by this other thing with the center of mass about where the balance point is on a bicycle. But the truth is that it's still a bit of a mystery. Wait, so you're telling
2: me every time I ride a bicycle, I am riding on a mystery of the universe that physicists don't know
1: how it works. You're basically riding a black hole around town. (laughs) That's what I mean. Oh, my God. (laughs) Does does that make riding your bicycle seem more fun and exciting? It seems a little more dangerous, to be honest. (laughs) It's not like the physics is going to stop working. Like, hold on a second. We figured out your bike shouldn't balance. And then, boom, everybody falls over simultaneously. (laughs) That would be awesome. It's still a mystery. There are lots of effects there we don't understand. It's complicated, you know. Lots of things about how people turn. You know, you lean to the right and then turn to the left. Um, yeah. Counter steering. All sorts of stuff is going on. It's pretty. It's really pretty tricky. But wow. it's important, you know. If you figure out how bicycles balance, you could develop a new bicycle, right? We could have uh, some breakthrough in bicycle science to be just around the corner. Wow, you could you could win the no no. Nobel bicycle <laughs> right? Yeah, or, you know, you could make a zillion dollars, whichever you prefer. But it uh, could be that somebody comes up with a better way to make a bicycle, and that uh, sweeps the world, right? And all of a sudden, the way we've been riding bikes for a 100 years is like old-fashioned and clunky and hilarious. Um, there's a guy in my neighborhood, actually, who rides a unicycle, which I think is really uh-huh. impressive. You mean um, to-go places, not not just in the circus? Oh, no, yeah. He commutes to work um, on his unicycle. Wow. And Does he know you can put them, two actually. of those together to make a bicycle? <laughs> Maybe the bicycle is broken half. Um, but he's got one for, you know, nice weather. He's got like a mountain bike unicycle. I've even seen him like on trails. Trails that I like struggle to walk up. He's like unicycling up. No way. Way. like Wow. Does he put put nails and (laughs) and screws on it when it's icy? No, he's just got knobby tires on it. I think that's more a testament. That's not so much physics. That's just the brain. Like, it's incredible what the brain can maneuver and accomplish if you put your mind to it. And so even though physicists haven't figured out what the equations that that control a bicycle are, your brain has, right? Your brain has an intuitive grasp of how a bicycle works and how to manipulate it. Right. Well, not just me, like little kids. You no, know, I'm talking specifically about Jorge's brain. Yeah, oh, it's okay. incredible, you're, you're impressed. Jorge's brain is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's amazing that
1: I can uh, do what a three-year-old can do. Yeah, exactly. No, but you're right, three-year-olds are excellent at this, right? But that's what three-year-olds do. They're like mapping their control of the world, right? They're interacting with the world and getting all this feedback and figuring out how to control it. And, um, wow. if, and, and kids, you know, for a long time have had a hard time learning to ride a bike. But um, if you start by just teaching them the balance, these push bikes, then they're great at it, right? It doesn't take mm-hmm. them very long to learn to balance. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. So the
2: next time you ride your bicycle, just think about it you are riding a black hole. <laughs> that's in, right, in, in our knowledge of the universe.
1: Yeah, and, you know, there's some interesting physics going on there. We know a little bit about it. There's some of these effects that are happening to keep your bike upright. But there's definitely something else going on in there that we don't understand. Right. And it could be something mundane. It could be like, oh, it turns out these forces happen this way and there's a torque and whatever. But it could, there's always the possibility when you don't understand something that there could be a deep secret of the universe revealed, right? That's yeah. why physicists tug at every thread we don't understand hoping that one of those threads is going to unravel the fabric of the universe and teach us something deep about the way when the world works. Yeah, or at least you'll get to work uh,
2: with a little bit of exercise. <laughs> exactly, and you'll look really cool, and
1: you'll be fit from all that biking. Yeah, that's right. Uh, just remember to wear a helmet <laughs> that's when right. you do physics. And so that's why we think the physics of everyday objects is fascinating. So if there's something in your world that you don't understand, something you'd like to understand, why does this happen? Why does it work this way? How come it doesn't work this other way? Send us a suggestion. Why are shopping carts always broken? (laughs) That's right. Why, and no matter where I go, did Jorge break the wheels on my shopping cart? Has he been to every grocery store in the universe? (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah. Anything that seems magical in your everyday life? Uh, let us know. We'll try to kill the magic. <laughs> See you next time.
1: If you still have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and jorge that's one word, or email us at feedback at dot com. Thanks for listening, and remember that Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. dot com. Made for women by women.
1: Visit byatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Are you ready to instill your Littlest Scholar with a love of learning? Introducing the Preschool Course from the Good and the Beautiful. Enrich curious minds with engaging hands-on material that cultivates an appreciation for literature, art, God, family, and nature. This award-winning system uses a balanced approach to introduce letters, numbers, fine motor skills, and more. Start your journey now at goodandbeautiful.com. The good and the beautiful, bringing home a love of learning.